the winning team all season long. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. A full-time score from the Scottish Premiership It's Rangers 3, Celtic 0 At the break, Aberdeen 0, Hibs 0 Dundee United 1, Ross County 1 Kilmarnock 0, Livingston 0 St Johnston 0, Motherwell 0 And St Mirren 2, Hearts 0 In the Championship playoffs It's Falkirk 0, Airdrie 1 Hamilton Ackies 4, Alloa 2 In the League 1 playoffs, Dumbarton 0, Annan 0 and in the League 2 playoffs, Albion Rovers lead at Spartans by a goal to nil. I'll give you the English Premier League if you follow that sort of thing. A full-time result leads to Newcastle 2. Aston Villa 1, Spurs 0 at the break. Chelsea 0, Nottingham Forest 1, Palace 1, Bournemouth 0, Man United 1, Wolves 0 and Southampton 0, Fulham 0. The second half are coming up next. The fastest goals The expert opinions This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Half time in the 3 o'clock games And uh, something to enjoy for the Dundee United fans At the interval, Roger Hanna Yeah, it was great to see 40 years tomorrow since Dundee United won the league title Under Jim McLean And some of the heroes Captain Paul Hegarty Goalkeeper Hamish McAlpine Striker David Dodds and defenders Morris Malfast and John Hold out to get a rousing ovation from a big crowd here at Tannadice this afternoon. Thinking about, you know, Dave Galloway talking about the Gothenburg's great weekend up in Aberdeen. I watched the documentary through the week. Terrific nostalgia, but it takes you back to, to a day when they were the new firm. Aberdeen winning European trophies and then a few days later, Dundee United beating Celtic and Alec Ferguson's Dons to the league title. A terrific ovation. They're all looking very well and they're enjoying their day in the sunshine. Let's get those second half started then. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Goal flashes. With Clyde Build Windows and Doors. Buy now, pay nothing till 2024. You can't beat a bit of good old fashioned football nostalgia, Hugh Keevens, oh, yeah, and yeah. it's been served up by the bucket full at Tanadice today. I have to say that I feel very privileged to have been uh, a journalist during that period when Sir Alec was at Pataudry. And Jim McLean was at Tannadice Truly two of the greatest names in our football history uh, Glorious days I remember Dundee United winning the title at Dens Park How sweet is that for everyone concerned And that there were great characters Paul Hegarty, I met him a few weeks ago At an Andrea Bocelli concert, would you believe it? Two cultured gentlemen, <laughs> yeah. honestly uh, And, you know, the, the late, great Ralphie Milne you know, wonderful players and just a wonderful time to be involved in Scottish football. I'm sorry it was all 40 years ago and life for Dundee United and Aberdeen is not so sweet at the moment. But as I say, privileged to have been there and involved in it. And did you feel that, Mark, as a, a youngster coming through at the club? Oh, we couldn't get away from it. But it was a, a great grounding for us, particularly when a lot of them were our coaches. Paul Hegarty, Morris Malpass played a huge part in my career. John Holt was there as well. Um, Paul Sturrock was the manager that signed me. So Jim McLean was the chairman at the time. So there was always that connection there. It wasn't as like as if they were reminding us every day, but the walls were plastered full of the pictures. The fans would always be first to tell you what the club had achieved, what they expected. Um, but a terrific club and my good era, on them. My the and I was going to say, am I wasting my time here? Do you remember that season? I mean, you were playing. Yeah, I, well, I don't remember that season particularly, but I remember <laughs> playing against uh, both sides and 
the the host uh, of players that you mentioned there and terrific players they were I've got to say how, how can you not remember that I, I was on the telly the other night do I, I sent I, you a picture he's too busy raking his bin yeah <laughs> uh, the cup final one when I destroy them down the right hand side big goal big goal list to tell you about goal flashes with Clyde built home improvements and the half time team talk must have worked from Derek McInnes because Kyle Vassell has scored back in the team Showing why Komarnik have missed them And Kelly lead Livingston by a goal to nil As things stand They would be the big winners down the bottom this afternoon Now this is what this is supposed to be about As things stand And ten minutes from now As things used to stand So I look forward to that now I can sense that the, the pace has been upped At uh, Rugby Park And we'll see what the response is from Tanadice Fancied Kelly Today actually, you know, Livy, perhaps holiday mode, um, nothing to play for, and Kelly, everything to play for, so that often goes one way, they've got their noses in front. I think it's one thing that could save Kelly this year, is their home record. Their away record's terrible, we know that, but at home they seem to get the results when they need them, and... You know, this is a good game for Kelly against Livingston. Nothing really to play for, a bit of pride, but they should go and win it. Penalty Motherwell. Is this oh, the moment, the moment for Kevin Van Veen? Or will it be a cruelly missed? We will find out. Stephen O'Donnell won it back in the team today. Kevin Van Veen, if he scores, it will be the eighth consecutive game that he's scored in. Incredible. At halftime change, the thatch has obviously got a bit hot for Andy Halliday. He's off at the break to be replaced by Nathaniel Atkinson. Charles Dunn on for Taylor for the Saints. Let's find out if Kevin Van Veen is going to dispatch that penalty. He's keeping his waiting, that's for sure. He's taken a few and scored a few this season. Will that continue? He steps up and it's safe. Van Veen going for eight in a row. And it's been saved. Do you know, I had a feeling because I remember watching him take a penalty and I thought, I don't think he's a great penalty kick. Oh, take. no, no, he scored a good so? few this season. Do you think he's yeah. very good at them? I, like, say, McGrath, few. I think, at Dundee United, it's excellent. He's brilliant, great, great technique. Look, oh, no, he's stuck a few away that's this season. maybe a wee bit thinking about the record in his head there. Decent save, but not really in the corner. Low yeah. to the goalie's right, and he'll need to do it the hard way. Oh... No. Big, big relief for St Johnston Yeah uh, Yep yeah, yeah, We were all concentrating here on Van Veen But St oh, Johnston VAR check Was the goal oh. line Did somebody encroach Because remember This is where the encroachment w- Would get enforced It's to be retaken oh. It is going to be retaken So you know Sometimes if Maybe the player who encroached Is the one that clears it Then you know You have to go and retake yeah. it And Can he miss it too in a row right. Can you Laces through it Can you miss it Is he going to take it again Yeah, oh, of yeah course. Absolutely Of course he will he is, he is indeed He's going to step up this be, The drama either way Is going to be incredible There's nothing even riding on this For Motherwell And I'm feeling a bit nervous He's taking his time Can he miss it too He's assessing on. He's looking to the sky For some sort of intervention I don't know He'll go the same way You think so? Yeah well, I hope he puts it More in the corner this time Goal flashes With Clyde Built Home Improvements He dinks it Oh, Kevin Van Veen yes. dinks it Honestly the man has shown So much quality This season You miss a penalty It gets retaken So you decide to dink it That is a mark of the man He's scored He's put Motherwell one up 
And it's an 8th consecutive goal scoring appearance in the league For Motherwell Hugh An unbelievable run To have your name as a Motherwell player Mentioned in the same breath as Ian St John and Dixie Deans Is a tremendous achievement I congratulate Kevin Van Veen He's done it in the most dramatic fashion imaginable And the only way he can top this now Is to be named Player of the Year tomorrow At Fraser Wishart's splendid do 26 for the season He's looking emotional apparently According to David Friel Kind of getting that vibe from him in recent weeks Whether he knows that it's Time Mm. up at Fir Park or not And the fans obviously adore him Um, Fraser Wishart pointed out The the votes weren't that early this season You know there were 33 games played When the votes went in For Van Veen You Mm. you wonder if it would have been any different If it was a couple of weeks on where he's, where he's scored continuously um, But there was enough time I suppose To get your yeah. body of work in Yeah uh, I mean just to be Up there with the, the guys That are finally at the top of the league Shows the job he's done You know Motherwell Didn't seem that long ago Were Serious relegation Danger He stepped up Eight games in a row scoring it. You mentioned it earlier I mean You think all the great players All the great strikers That have been in this country and haven't managed to do that Even at Celtic Rangers Shows the quality of the man I think these will be his last Few games at Motherwell Unfortunately for you right, Nobody we'll can afford them Mark We will keep praising Kevin Van Veen If I've got anything to do with it But Hugh I don't think we've done this yet Have we? No The second half teaser With the scottishsun.co.uk Slash football For the best football news And opinion online Information alert A lot of it coming up I have played alongside Callum Davidson Marvin Bartley And Jamie McGrath I have been managed by Roy Keane And Gordon Strachan I have played for seven British sides Winning league titles in Scotland And in England I've also been capped for my national team Who am I? Played alongside Callum Davidson Marvin Bartley And Jamie McGrath Managed by Roy Keane and Gordon Strachan Played for seven British clubs Winning league titles in Scotland and in England Also capped for my national team Who am I? Wow, what a question You can see it all written down on Twitter at Clyde SSB And that's where you send your answers as well So send us one tweet with the name on it And we'll see who can not only get it correct but do it faster than everyone else You two, Mark Wilson and Gordon Deal Are quite good at this yeah, yeah, You've gone too, in early yeah. on Anthony uh, Stokes no, And it's no. incorrect okay. I'll be, I, I can see your thinking there though Yeah, yeah. trying to join the dots here I think a lot of them are correct I can see your thinking It is not it's a title Anthony in England. Stokes Title in England, did you say? Uh, yes Not necessarily top flight of course no. Just a, t- a title Okay oh. um, Right, let's see how you get on with that at <laughs> What a weird noise that was there You just made <laughs> yeah, Never do that again Apologies Honestly, the, the conversations that this show sparks Obviously there's been a lot of drama with your bins mm. We actually got a call from Hillary Who went on a, the one? a big story to producer Chris About how actually her bin bags were stolen for a whole week once Oh, or did oh, she get them back? Turned out it was a neighbour complaining about the bins never being emptied. Apparently, I don't know. I don't really get yeah, it. Don't so know. stole her. I don't know. So that's, emptied her bins. I wish I'd never brought this up. Right, I've got yeah. limited information. Uh, that, that, that throws up more questions and answers. Yeah. So uh, VAR check. Thank goodness. Uh, oh, by the way, Hamilton Aki's five two. They're looking good. They're that's looking phenomenal. good now. And, that is. And Andy Winter hat trick. By the way, the player that was sent off for Awa 
Oh. I mean, oh. <laughs> oh. the weight of responsibility in his shoulders. Or if it was a howling decision and he was hard done by. He Maybe. Wonder. Or probably blame the other 10 players that's on the pitch. Witnessing um, five goals go by. Them. Yellow card for Camp Josh Campbell, I think, for Hibbs. There was a VAR check, but no, I think nothing necessarily doing there. We're going to hear from Ange Postacoglu soon, Celtic fans. So tune in and then, of course, let us know uh, what you are thinking on the. Open line, 5 o'clock, 01419511025 But they're big 45 minutes, well it's far less than that now Big 40 minutes ahead across the Premiership at the moment, Hugh Yeah, um, tremendous stuff You know, the Hearts are just not at it They're doing a Celtic, they're just not at it today uh, If Hibs could get their noses in front at Petaudry And then the Edinburgh Derby next weekend and it's, it's Stephen Naismith's uh, future that's on the line here because it's one thing not finishing third. It's another thing altogether if you finish in sixth place. They're not likely to give you the job yeah. under those circumstances. Remarkably, Gordon Diel has got the second Excellent. half teaser already. Excellent work. From my learned colleague here How to the are you so me. good at them? Well, I'm suspicious because you're rubbish at some other I, I, elements of quizzing. Right. I was going with Don't give it away. No, I was going with Mark, right? Couple of, I had a couple of suggestions there um, at the bottom and he's he's latched on. I put the jigsaw together. Very good. Yeah. Very well done. Okay, let's see if you can let's see if you can keep up with the brain power of Gordon DL at, yes. twi- at Twitter at Clyde yeah. SSB. It's not only Twitter that I'm asking for that you're involved in today though. I've um I've been carry- carrying out an a bit of a, an experiment. A democratic yeah. experiment on my Instagram. What about? Because you have produced like you've never produced Beautiful. before today. You never bring anything in for the for the guys. I do. And you've come in today <sighs> with a box full of cream cakes, scones, Homemade. jam tarts, empire biscuits, iced buns, empire biscuits, the lot. That's beaten everybody a season in it. That's the, it. The, that is, it the, is cake, the cake selection is sensational. So I put on Instagram <laughs> a picture of it and a little a, a poll for people to vote in. Did Gordon DL A buy these cakes or B take them from a funeral that he was at yesterday? <laughs> That's ridiculous. You will be delighted to know that with quite a few votes in already, um, we've got a f- nearly a thousand votes. <laughs> what? Ninety-six percent of people. No, you know, you took from a that funeral is yesterday. absolutely terrible. That's ridiculous. <laughs> you know what I mean? You go there, you, you work hard. You, you, you you've never seen money. a guy so proud. Of, when I walked in, he just pointed to the cakes as and look, 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 look Can we? Can we? Be I was the fool. Yeah. You were at a funeral yesterday. I was at Granny Betty's. Yeah, we lost Granny Betty. And I'm, I am sorry to hear that. I don't mean, mean yeah. to make light of that. But you did bring those cakes from the funeral. You'd be as well just coming clean. I know it. <laughs> you know it. The listeners all yeah, know it. Was, we, just admit it. We Trisha Bellsell Golf Club, our sister. Come here. I need a word. <laughs> I need a word in your ear. <laughs> so do you know? Do you know that? Uh, right. Oh, you don't. You. you don't want to be the guy leaving with a box of cakes, right? Right. <laughs> you, my family's there. I, and I don't. But you. you so have what such happened problems. was Trisha come over. I says, right. Box all of them up. The ones that obviously the beautiful cakes, 
I say stick them in the kitchen And I'll go out the kitchen door You hand You're them joking. to me You sneaked out the back door Of a funeral <laughs> With the cakes So that you could bring them here today yeah. I bet That's you ridiculous. You wonder That's why this man uh, Was followed by a private eye for <laughs> I honestly don't think that's I know Yolo. anyone like him. No, no, that's that's no. embarrassing. Oh, <laughs> what else was she getting away? I've done no favourite. Know how you get the soup, right? And the seat empty, and the soup was lovely, but it was only a wee half bowl. Oh, so I said to Lassie, I said, the boys are on the soup. No, the boys are <laughs> in the toilet to sit one down. You know there what? You, you you would win. I'm a celebrity. You would. You would do a Steal everyone else's food Yeah you'd do a Harry Redknapp I'll tell them. you what The boys aren't complaining When they're munching in there Because it is a fantastic It is a great selection. cake selection good spread yeah. It was, it was that lovely That was only going out And I, I used my initiative I thought <sighs> I'll look after the boys You can't be stealing for funerals We've been saved by one <laughs> We've been saved by one of these Goal flashes with Clyde Built Home Improvements. We're actually late now because of Funeral Gate, but <laughs> Ross County, more importantly, what? are back in front, and it's Jordan White again. Yeah. Dundee United 1, Ross County 2. This could be a season defining afternoon. It is that stage of the season. It is a massive result in the making. It's a scoreline as things stand, and Ross County lead at Tanadice. You know, I, I absolutely love Jim Goodwin. I love being in his company. Uh, but what a season he's having If you put it all together The Aberdeen business Darville The 6-0 humiliation At Easter Road against Hibs Leaving by a side entrance uh, Then getting the Dundee United job And you know We're four games Well nearly three games away from the end now And here he is at home mm. Ross County who don't travel well Don't even particularly live well at home And are 2-1 up It is one of the defining images of the season isn't it Him yeah. sneaking out the exit with you know, yep. The bag over his shoulder yeah. uh, No I'm talking about him at the funeral yesterday yeah. With the cakes yeah. and the, box. <laughs> the box I wasn't yeah. talking about Jim Goodwin Why see the flares I've got you Captain's <laughs> <laughs> looking brilliant <laughs> <laughs> uh, VAR check for Fraser Wisher He has no idea what for And he doesn't take these things well does he That's that's a theme of the season uh, Fraser, Fraser Wisher like the, the um, Apparently a handball By De Lucas He says um, Incidentally those were Jordan White's First goals since February When he scored in a 4-0 win against Dundee United Wow oh. And that was the game that done it for Liam Fox Was it not? So and um, Dingwall if, if I'm right They find yeah. results at the right time Ross County yeah, don't they? they do you know, Last weekend Who was it at home to beat? Livy Livy Yeah quick, Sorry just a quick VAR check For a Hearts penalty But not given So on we go But they came to McDermott Park Not that long ago as well Ross County And we didn't see that coming They won So They're capable of it Not very often So on an as things stand basis, Dundee United are bottom of the table, mm-hmm. which is yeah, yeah. You know who yeah. wants that? Three games to go. Uh, so Jim Goodwin and everyone associated with Dundee United, big last half hour. Uh, Gordon DL, would you mind putting your phone down and joining us on the the show? I don't know if this is feedback from your funeral theft. No, it's not. It's I, I'm making just, its way. I'm just checking about the business. <laughs> Uh, David Monroe goes to the monitor Willie Collins in the VAR And we know what that means No one claimed says Fraser Wisher But maybe the VAR spotted something That's what it's there for Some would say As confusing as it may be And a penalty has been given 
So it was Doidge's shot that hit the Lucas in the arm. So a chance for Kilmarnock to double their advantage. A moment or two after Dundee United fall behind, might be one of those moments. Like yeah, moments yeah. Things swing at the bottom. The sliding doors moments. Sliding doors indeed. Uh, you know, the, for Dundee United, I mean, I just can't. You know, on the day that you celebrate a league title win, albeit 40 years ago, but nevertheless, one of the iconic moments in Scottish football. And here you are, bottom of the league. Not many standouts for Kilmarnock this season, hence why they're at the bottom. Dan Armstrong, though, has been, takes the penalty. Yeah, very good. Goal flashes with Clyde Built Home Improvements. And he scores. Will we look back on this five minute spell in a couple of weeks' time? And look at it as the series of results that had a major say in the relegation picture because Kilmarnock have gone 2-0 up at home to Livingston just as Dundee United went 2-1 down at home to Ross County. These are massive, massive games and they are interesting to say the least, Hugh Evans. Well, for Dundee United, they're, they're not so much interesting as terrifying. Uh, so they have to try and find a way back. Uh, St Johnston... They're not out of this yet well, Arithmetically They have been Drawn back into it I, I think St Johnston Are really in the mix Of this yeah. These results stand um, But it's what, it's what the bottom six Or the, the split Was designed for You know the top teams Come yeah. up against each other Makes it exciting Because they're taking points Off each other And equally for the bottom six Well those in relegation danger will all play against each other and goals will be vital at this stage. We're seeing it today. You look at that game in Paisley, St Mirren in the driving seat. I mean, that, it, obviously, you know, they, they are six-pointers. You're looking at a, a game that Hearts, if they had won it, would probably would have gone away from St Mirren yeah. not to be caught. Probably would be done then, yeah. Reeled straight back in. Well, you've got uh, Steve McLean, interim manager at St Johnson, and Stephen Naismith, interim manager at Hearts. The day is not going well for either of them and they need results if they are to be moving from interim to permanent manager they cannot have results like today's Absolutely not So that latest goal then was Dan Armstrong Let's revisit the Who Am I Hugh Yes I have played alongside Callum Davidson Marvin Bartley and Jamie McGrath I've been managed by Roy Keane and Gordon Strachan I have played for seven British clubs Winning league titles in Scotland and in England I've also been capped for my national team Who am I? Gordon DL may be a funeral cake thief But he has got that answer right I don't know how that makes you feel Let's do some wrong answers Here to help people along mm-hmm. the way Stephen Doherty Ben Is it Crocken? Sorry if I've said that wrong Ashton Rea Loads of people going for Aidan McGiddy so did uh, Mark Wilson But yeah. it's, not, it's not right Andy thinks it might be Craig Gordon No uh, Another Andy Thinks it's Killian Sheridan Well he's been a lot of places But it's not the answer So I can see the route That people are going down here I can see the route And you're not a million miles off But um, let's see how we go Motherwell soaking up A bit of pressure Not much going on there um, What did I say to you last week Who's the first sub on For Motherwell Every week Harry Payton mm-hmm. It seems like he's on For Callum Slattery She not been booked today uh, Yeah Probably I'll need to check I'm not actually sure if he has You know But he generally does Oh Spartans have equalised He hasn't been booked uh, Spartans have equalised Against Albion Rovers It's a Jamie Leslie Own goal as well So we're level there All to play for To see who takes The remaining spot 
in the SPFL next season, the top 42, if you like. Br- drama there. Very much so. Still yeah. need to do it again, don't we? That's the first leg of that one. Should we hear from Ange Postacoglu? I think we should. Now, we've already heard from Michael Beale. Don't forget, we'll look back on it with you on the open line. So if you're standing by, get your calls in at five o'clock and we'll look back on the game at Ibrooks. I know it wasn't as meaningful as it could have been at other times and other seasons, but there's still a lot of talking points. Here is what Ange Postacoglu had to say. Obviously, um, disappointing uh, performance, disappointing outcome. A couple of moments in the first half where we really should have you know, scored and taken some momentum out of the game, but we never got that foothold. And then uh, second half, we never really made an impact. You know, we kind of was a bit of desperation about us trying to get into the game rather than just um, playing our football. That's the expectations of this uh, football club. You know, you represent it, whether you're a player or your manager, and uh, you're expected to win every week. You know, there's no mystery around that. So when you don't, then, you know, you, you have to accept that and try and understand it, embrace the, the expectations around it and make sure it doesn't happen again. So it's not about me being critical. Like I said, it's just about making sure that the, the players and everyone understand that that's the expectations around this football club. It's an opportunity for guys and it's a tough, tough place to get an opportunity, but it's not the first time, you know, I've certainly done that in terms of giving guys, you know, sometimes debuts in these games. Um, you know, they just need to, to understand this, what this football club's about. That's the expectations. You you don't get an easy ride. You don't get a cushy sort of uh, introduction into life as a Celtic footballer. It's demanding from the moment you put on that shirt till, till the moment you leave. And uh, obviously the, the changes didn't help, but I just thought the general performance level of performance wasn't there. Once again, like uh, Michael Beale, Ange Postecoglou called it correctly. Very interesting for me to hear how the fans take it when the lines open at five o'clock. Um, you know, he's saying, of course, he should have scored, and that's uh, obvious. Uh, desperation crept in, and some didn't embrace the expectations, and that's the other thing for the Celtic fans. The fans know. They'll have looked at it on television and they will know who fell short of embracing the expectations. And there was no miscarriage of justice. Rangers were every bit worth their 3-0 win. And Celtic failed in just about every regard. I don't think the goalkeeping was top-notch. Three of the four regular back four players were out and it showed. Kyogo did not play from the start and it showed. And all around the park, even those who have been truly outstanding this season, Hatati and McGregor, never at the races. So if the demand was embrace the expectations, the demand was not answered. Yeah, I think, I think he's right. Um, it was a good interview for him. He was very upfront and honest. He did give one or two players an opportunity today and he says they didn't embrace it, said they get caught up a little bit. Uh, he did highlight some positives about a couple of the chances that he, they'd made, but um, he realised that, to be fair, his team were second best all over the pitch today. I thought all credit must go to Rangers and Michael Beale. Tactically, I got the, got it, they got it spot on. But as Postacoglu will now concentrate next week in the remaining games and then look forward to Hamden to see if he can go and clinch this treble everyone's talking about. It was pretty much aimed at the players who came in, and particularly 
O and Kobayashi. Bernard be been there a wee bit longer, but you know players. He's talking about they don't get a soft introduction. There's an expectation from when they put on the shirt to the they leave the club, and I'm guessing he was disappointed with both of their contributions, and probably everybody in the sides. But uh, you know they've they've got a long way to go. I think there's something I know Kobayashi. Okay, it's early in his career. He may get better. He needs to get stronger. Um, but Ange Postecoglou sounded disappointed, dejected. He's under no illusions what it means to manage a club, and still, even though they won the league last week, he knows the Celtic fans expect to go to Ibrox and put on a better show than they did this afternoon. So, as a player, how would you how would you have taken that today? Do you think like, uh, disappointed I, 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 today, and then I would have been gutted. Fine today. when you wake up, sort of thing. Pretty much. That's yeah. Pretty much, and and that's not to take anything away from the magnitude of the fixture and what it means to play against Rangers but today I would have been gutted at how the game panned out but tomorrow when I woke up and I looked at the bigger picture I would have thought okay let's reflect on the full season rather than just yesterday but on the pitch guys like Callum McGregor you know guys who have been there um, for a long time and experienced a lot of success that would have hurt today especially when McGregor's had a great history of control in this fixture he was, he was barely seen today and mm. he made a mistake for the third goal so It'll, it'll hurt today It'll sting the Celtic players today And they've not had too much of that Celtic fans career. can tell us what they think on the open line Of course Gordon I just wonder though It's always going to be easy to say Well that Lost today Because Burnaby played And you know because O played But yet we've just said that Callum McGregor didn't have a good mm. game Granted then You know if you take away stronger parts round about him Maybe it does become mm. more difficult but then it all For instance What's to say that with Greg Taylor And Kyogo from the start That Rangers don't still play the way they did And don't still win the game It was just always going to be I, I could have told you this would be the conversation mm. Without having seen the game Once you see the team sheet And you see the changes Those guys will get blamed If, if it doesn't go right 100% And it'll be the usual Well it's our reserve team And stuff like that But uh, I thought Rangers deserved it today This is huge Goal flashes with Clyde-built home improvements. Jordan White has picked a nice time to score a hat-trick because Ross County have gone up to Tannadice and they lead three <clears throat> goals to one. It was actually a great move. Danda to Harmon to Murray into White. United can't cope with them. It's been that case all afternoon and it's looking grim for Dundee United on the anniversary or on the, the anniversary week of a real famous time for the club, Hugh. Could well be an infamous end to the season It's a horrible coincidence When they're all there All the greats The, the Paul Hegarty's And the, everyone else Associated with the title winner 40 years ago It's horrible To be Jim Goodwin And those Dundee United players Of the present day That is simply an Unacceptable scoreline It's not yet a result But it's an Unacceptable scoreline As things stand It sends Dundee United If it becomes a result To the bottom of the table Tension mounts it doesn't get any easier from here with three games left to play. And to have that kind of thing happen to you at home, I find it remarkable. And I also find it in keeping with this astonishing season that Jim Goodman has had at two clubs. Hold that thought. Just in case there is a VAR check for offside. <laughs> Come on, VAR. I you should... I feel this has changed Not only has it changed The football viewing experience It's changed The football listening experience Do we need to start editing The podcasts You know just take out These two minutes And just pretend 
It no, never happened. No, just let us be quiet for two minutes. Goal stands. Ah, going you. What were you saying? I said just it's repeat a it all. Disastrous day and a horrible coincidence on the day that the Greeks celebrate Dundee United's finest mm. hour and a half. And Paul Hegarty could still get a game. Uh, Heggie, well, I'll tell you what Probably not as good he, just now the he, way. Uh, Good player He and I were right at the back of that What do you call that place? The SEC uh, And <laughs> he, he'd get down the stairs And half the time I did Tell you what, he was, he was fitter than our youth team He took our youth team every day Took us up Camperdown Park and, yeah. and ran us for 40 minutes around the golf course Every day he Used to run the London Marathons He was incredibly fit Very little ball work under, under Heggie one of the politest men I ever met in the game as well. Was, Unlike the Dazzler. You know, I mean, there was. Aye, that is two opposite ends yeah. of the scale. You and Paul, <laughs> nah. When they've came well, together well, on the night, uh, <laughs> nah. Well, because, <laughs> I he, think this is a bit unfair. Paul, Paul Hegarty's at Andrea Bocelli, and you, quite frankly, uh, would not be. No. Watching no. the. You no, watching I'm, the I'm, I'm dodging a defeat. I'm an the Eurovision tonight is that up your street. No, it's not for me, Gordon. I, no. I just don't see the. I might turn it over at the end. Just I've spent to see six years getting to know you guys inside out. Unfortunately, right, and I would put everything I own on you mm-hmm. hating Eurovision, and your pal to your right loves it, getting his face painted, <laughs> buffy out, pals round and sitting watching. You it. I'll, be watching it. I'll, I'll be watching it. I'll be watching it. He's got all the flags around the house. He just, he's just so into things. Aye, aye. I, I like, I like things like that. When Lulu just was singing, my heart goes boom, bang, bang, boom, bang, bang. Mm. That, that was a good Eurovision song. Yeah, yeah. It's all rubbish now. Who are the, who are the favourites? Sweden, uh, Sweden are odds on. Good, good for they, uh, Apparently, they've got a, a strong act. A strong right, act. Okay. Yeah, we have strong performance. But I like the UK entry. I've, I've not heard it. Is. May Moore Right okay or, Yeah I think I knew that I mean, yeah, yeah. Songs never after radio uh, So we've got a good chance Right I've never been more delighted To press this button Goal Flashes With Clyde Built Home Improvements Out of nowhere Hearts are back in it It's Nathaniel Atkinson's cross Janelli at the far post And it's St Mirren 2 Hearts 1 They've offered very little Next to nothing And it's game on With nearly 20 oh, minutes yeah, left Yeah plenty of time for Hearts what is happening at Pataudry? How can that still be goalless? I mean, it's incredible, but Hearts are on uh, a knife edge. And where is Lauren Shankland? He's had a great season. They need the captain to come up with a skipper's goal. Well, Kevin Van Veen has moved away from him in the league goal scoring charts. They were level, I think, going into today. Um, unless Van Veen was already one ahead. Uh, yeah, maybe it was actually. Maybe it was already one ahead. See, when you're live in the heat of battle and you look at these things and you're not quite sure if it's as things stand or if that was the case before the game. So someone can no doubt correct me. Um, but Van Veen's got a couple more to go to try and catch Kyogo, who's out in front. Um, you, sorry, you, Hugh. Yeah, I just thought that after uh, Ibrox last week, which was disappointing for Aberdeen uh, and very close. I, I thought at home there'd be more than a match for Hibs but uh, it all sounds a bit dour uh, well yeah Kelleruz has just had to put himself at full stretch to deny <coughs> Eli Yuan a low well struck shot from the man who's signed a permanent deal at Hibs I blame Dave Galloway for this <laughs> any man who has his photograph taken in the week with the European Cup he's jinxed oh. it yeah <laughs> Yeah, well, oh, you don't Willie Miller posed, no, no, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he can't pose. blame Dave for that. That's fantastic. This is 
He's gone too early, Dave. Yeah, all the nostalgia this week for Aberdeen and Dundee Great documentary United. was on about I'd never seen some of the, the footage oh, from yeah. that run, beating Bayern Munich. Just incredible scenes at Pataudry. You you really, honest to goodness, you'd, if you'd lived through it. Sir Alex, I think, is the greatest Scottish manager of all time. Look at the body of work, and he has to be. But, oh my goodness, off the park. Rami's... Rouse I didn't like a happy chat Bust up Some of his interviews Even mm. even when they were training And he was getting interviewed He just looked Is there not a dis- Is there not actually Amidst all the You know the, the great Stuff in there Is there not a really Disturbing scene in it Where you see Gordon DL in action <laughs> By the way just, So I go home I switch it on I could not believe When I seen this Wee number nine Number number nine You were that no, day were you know? Yeah yeah. Run down L- And cut it back And then he's He's hanging out Who scored that day For Rangers In the cup we final Against scoring. Aberdeen I've done my bit uh, anyway, He's celebrating John like McDonald I think it was Aye, I so. just I, I dropped the shoulder Gordon The minute I, I, I dropped the shoulder Game over isn't it For, oh, for anyone really see you later I'll you catch you I, I, I'll give you this You weren't a pretty teenager You weren't Do you not think so No Definitely You looked I don't Unwell. know about that Is that the drop of the shoulder That you did on the way out The, the funeral door yesterday Yeah the drop the of the shoulder Oh I was Gone Once I drop the shoulder the You arm. don't see me again um, But I, I I played against that team A few times And they were terrific They but, were terrific oh, yeah. Bit of a theme developing here VAR check Don't know what for Says Dave Galloway Potential handball In the recent move Maybe He's put a question mark Hey Matt You tell me <laughs> you're, the, you're at the game um, But it is, it is that way isn't The clue it? is You're <laughs> at the game But that's the point isn't it That is the point Oh and the rest going to the screen Oh, oh dear. Who's it for Aberdeen Dave so doesn't know So you know what that <laughs> no. means You know Sitting in the press box Joking aside There'll be thousands at the game the same Thinking What we I think, here? I think It appears to have been Against Hayden Coulson So okay. Penalty Hibs Penalty Hibs Oh wow Redshed will not be happy What a day this could, could be for be Huge <laughs> Right a straight red card For Peter Haring as well Just when it looked like Hearts Well they were back in it And they were looking to kick on Their job's been made harder A straight red Maybe a bit harsh Could have been a a yellow one of those where he stopped the counter and he's tried to take one for the team for a tackle on our pal Mark O'Hara. Can't be doing that. Lovely boy. Um, mm. And he's been shown a straight red. It is a penalty to Hibbs. Oh. oh, this could be massive. Who takes the pens for Hibbs? Kevin Nisbet, maybe. Yeah, it should be. Centre forward. Mm. Take the responsibility. Hayden Coulson booked looks bemused according to Dave Galloway. Well, if he scores and Hibbs move... To 50 points The end of the day In touching distance Of Aberdeen Above Hearts Before the derby Brian McDermott Must be thinking What's all the fuss about This isn't that hard Is it Coming to Hibs and Peter Haring Sent off for uh, For Hearts VR did a quick check But it's been upheld Not a clear and obvious error If an error at all So what again What a few minutes This could be Hibs going Potentially take the lead Nisbet's going to take Hearts who thought They were maybe going to Salvage something in Paisley Are down to 10 men we spoke about sliding doors moments in the relegation battle. This could be one in the battle nearer the top as well. That man, Kevin Nisbet, will take the penalty for Hibs at Pataudry to try and put the Easter roadside in front with not a great deal left mm. to play. It must be said. He steps up, Kevin Nisbet, and it's saved oh. by Keller Roos in the Aberdeen goal. We did say if there was anyone who might, I don't want to start an argument, but might, be hard done by it, it being pipped to team of the year it may be Kelarus. 
Yeah, I think he's been good this season. Made some top saves, and what a time to step up! But what an opportunity that is for Hibs away. You know, trying to catch Hearts, trying to get in touch with Aberdeen. Big opportunity missed. Huge. Yeah, massive. Um, I was expecting Nizzy to step up and put that in the back. Yeah. Okay. yeah, I know him well. <clears throat> um, he's a good goal scorer, but the goalkeepers won that battle, so well done to him. Excellent season, Chad. Would you have hit them in the header, Joe Hart? Um, well, I, I say excellent season. I've I've not really seen him oh, live. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm only going with Dave Galloway's <laughs> report here. Um, like the players vote I'm quite happy to go with the players St Johnston remember are trailing Motherwell by a goal to nil uh, Chris Kane has come on for Stevie May it's his first appearance since January 2022 16 months out injured that is an unbelievable spell for a player and it just you know you go out of sight Mark and I'm sure as you know in terms of yeah. injuries but 16 months where fans you're, you're out of sight out of mind maybe even feel the same amongst your teammates what a terrible time long old slog for him it's always good to see someone like that come on the pitch many dark days I'm sure in his mind in the gym alone you know the physio becomes your best friend the sports scientist as well you do get detached for your teammates so what was the longest you were out, Martin? Your ah, I was, I was it constantly. Uh, aye, aye, aye. Aye. 16 period. months in one go mm. is quite something, though, isn't that, it? That is quite unusual, though, because usually there's a, a period you get back and maybe you get a setback and you have to sure. drop back it. That's a long, long time. So uh, well Stephen done. Stephen Naismith has been booked. He's raging on the touchline well, in Paisley. He understands the importance of this day and he will not know, I would imagine, that Hibs have uh, missed a penalty. Uh, that would have made him feel better because uh, a combination of a Hibs win and a Hearts defeat would not have been good but you've got the bottom four teams now separated by three points in other words one game could change everything St Johnston on 36 as things stand Kilmarnock on 34 Ross County on 33 and bottom of the pile Dundee United on well, 31 we did say it before the game if things stay this way you've got to be acknowledging St Johnston's existence down there again, <laughs> yeah, surely. Big time. I think I think they're struggling. I really do. Um changed their manager looking for that bit of bounce. Yes, they got a result last week against Dundee United, but it's like Kilmarnock. I think Kilmarnock will squeeze over the line because of their home form. I think they'll get there because of their home form. St Johnston don't strike me as that sort of team. I don't think they've got enough goal scorers in their team to get them out. You know, Dundee United had three wins on the bounce and still find themselves bottom of the table. It's just They're having a Torrid time Okay let's make way For some late drama Hugh by rounding This off Okay The second half teaser With the Scottish Sun.co.uk Slash football For the best Football news And opinion online I have played alongside Callum Davidson Marvin Bartley And Jamie McGrath I've been managed by Roy Keane and Gordon Strachan. I've played for seven British clubs, winning league titles in Scotland and England. I've also been capped for my country. I am Ross Wallace. Ross Wallace. Well done if you got that right. Gordon DL did quite quickly. Mm -hmm. And so did loads of you as well. So well done to you. And thank you for taking part out there and throwing all your attempts in on the podium as follows. Sideshow Bob was third fastest. Ryan Gilroy in second place. And It's Kaffers was the winner Well done to the three of you 
Good knowledge What was the clue that sold it for oh, you? Oh there were a few Obviously Roy Keane at Sunderland Callum Davidson at Preston Celtic Gordon Strachan Brilliant So there was a few clues there I just uh, It's like a jigsaw Start from the outside Work your way in Boom Like, like the person <laughs> who robbed your bins Job done <laughs> Job done I'll go home the night My bin will be full <laughs> I didn't see what I would do if I was your neighbour. My bin's always overflowing. If I was your neighbour, just fill it. Yeah, up. I'd, I'd fill the bin. <coughs> I've got up. the shine on it. I've got the shine on it. We Margaret you, gave me the sign. Do you suspect anyone at Motherwell Football Club? Have you been critical of anyone there? No, no. I just, I think what the problem was. Andrew last week read out my net worth, oh, and that's I think right, yeah, yeah. I heard you were f- worth a few quid when yeah, I was off. Yeah, got a few bucks in the bank. Um, and <laughs> I think that um, I think that people yeah. are starting to look through yeah. and try to piece, in case piece you throw money the statements. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I'd up a tenner or something. You have had a busy week, of course, because you, alongside Hugh Evans, witnessed, I would say, football history the other night, but certainly Clyde won Super Scoreboard history. Yeah. We almost had a childbirth live, oh, live did on you hear air. This, Nathan mm. Is it Nathan Nathan was born After yeah. the, the call From the, the labour war Look we've, The more I think it, We've all been there You know you're in the labour ward And you think I just want to talk about Whether Malik Tillman's Worth five million or not yeah. So I'll give the guys a call Give it you Dazzler and Gordon A wee call Yeah Do you want Owen Sweetheart Yeah Stick it to me here <laughs> Baby Ange Was the suggestion But yeah. they went for Nathan instead So Why would they listen to this In what the labour ward it's the perfect way to pass time Entertaining Takes your mind off it She's a big fan We are there for you In the good times And the tough times And the tough times That are leading to yeah. your good times Nice saying we, just we, that I don't want to make it sound like Having a child was a bad thing Of You think about it We've well, we got another listener We Nathan now Going to listen That will you know, the night uh, I was born, I was listening mm. to Shuggy, Dazzler and I mean, imagine Gordon. he was like, actually born to your voice like, yeah. at that that moment. I know, how good would that be? As you boy? shout out a nonsense answer on Beat the Pundit, <laughs> Nathan just enters yeah, the world. Nathan, here I am. Oh, well, it was, um, it was a terrific call. It just shows you the power of this show. You're right, we are everywhere. Um... Bevis Mugabe Famous Argentinian actually yeah. According to you On Beat the Pundit I've played for his country lately One of but... my favourite answers Of all time uh, He has replaced Stephen O'Donnell And Cornelius has come on For Kevin Van Veen Lapping up the applause From the Motherwell fans As you would expect Of course uh, I mean what a record He is equaled. It's Absolutely fantastic From the front man But like I said you know, People sit up and take notice of that And Motherwell or like every other club in our league, a trading club, someone comes along with a decent offer, he'll be out of there, Gordon, next season. Come on then, where are the experts that can confirm it? Eight league games in a row. Is that a record for the Premiership in Scotland? Can't be many that have done mm. much more than mm. that. Certainly the Premiership era. It is, David Field says. So that's the, the Premiership era record. Who have they got next week? Because he doesn't look like slowing up, does he? to know that, wouldn't you? Yeah. Um, well, it's obviously going to be, once One I still for time to look the it other up, four it will teams. be uh, uh, Ross County at home. Ross yeah. County at home, there you go, there's his ninth game. Yep, beats Alfredo Morelos and David Clarkson for the most consecutive games scored in in the Scottish Premiership era. But Ross County, a win at Motherwell could be their salvation. 
Yeah, it could be a heck of a game Fir Park's going to have a big part to play Because Dundee United go there on the final day As well In between times there's Is there a, trip, a Livingston next week? Trip to Livingston midweek for Motherwell so. Well Libby have obviously The tools are away Passports are looked out Taxis have been booked uh, They're not much of a hurdle for anyone at the moment Certainly doesn't look that way Although I don't think David Martindale will be, will be too pleased at that yeah, Well you know Whether he's pleased or Otherwise, that's what's happening, and he can't shake them out of it either. Still a difficult at uh, Livingston. I still think that's always a difficult game, especially when they're relaxed and nothing to play for. Goal flashes with Clyde Built Home Improvement. There's been another goal at McDermott Park. It is a Blair Spittle cross, a Mikel Mandron finish, and Motherwell have surely secured it. Motherwell two 0 up at St Johnston. In added time Well St Johnson Been dragged Into this They might just be fortunate That they've Maybe done enough Just to survive But their form just now Alarming Particularly at home But Motherwell Well Strength to strength They've only got Result Kilmarnock have got Two points fewer Than St Johnston So St Johnston are in this Up to their necks Have to be Yeah So And as for Motherwell Look it can have this effect That yeah, granted that the freedom's off and so on, Mark, but it does keep pointing towards a scenario where maybe with two more games, if you like, Motherwell might have made that top six. They ju- they just yeah. ran out of time. I think they would have the way they're playing, the way that the front man's playing. But even Blair Spittle scored last week, another assist today. Mandron back in the side. I think they would have got there, Gordon. But win the league. In. The way they <laughs> an extra fifteen weeks, yeah, to qualify exactly, for Exactly, but, but I, I'm just looking at St Johnston. Their last three fixtures, two of them are on the road. You know, next got a bad home record though. I don't think it makes any difference. The difference, to them. yeah, they go to Kilmarnock next week. Who's got a good home record? I think St Johnston are banging trouble here. Oh yeah, really do. And there's nothing excites me about them at all. They can't score really. The they're leaking goals. Mark, without being too unfair. Being able to move your feet is quite an important oh. part of defending. Oh. And St. Johnson did not do it on that occasion. Oh, that no. was me trying to get my slippers no, on and like four, not, <laughs> not a fan of moving, are they? I mean, even Spills Cross there. I don't know. What's that in the middle of the goal? Who just get cemented to the ground? Oh, they can't. They can't move. <laughs> and an athletic. <laughs> nil Dumbarton nil Which was 6-0 on aggregate Remember Annan won the first leg 6-0 So they uh, Progress in the playoffs At Dumbarton's uh, Expense If you're interested Down the road And this does have impact For the national team Stuart Armstrong And Shea Adams Have been relegated From the English Premier League Officially mm. uh, Beaten 2-0 at home By Fulham today So Certainly in the case Of Shea Adams You'd like to see him Get a move And still operate At a, a top level But we'll see uh, Airdrie, well done to them 7-2 on aggregate A 1-0 win on the day Against Falkirk After a 6-2 victory in the first leg The St Johnston fans don't believe There's anything left in their team They're no. flooding out of the ground now Yeah, well, listen We're talking about the importance of St Johnston All credit to Motherwell again Another terrific result um, Got there I thought that was Because Motherwell haven't beat St Johnston this season In the league and um, to go up there and it looks a comfortable yeah. two now. And especially if we are discussing Livingston and you know floating the idea that this 
foot off the gas at the end of the season is some sort of inevitability well mm-hmm. Motherwell haven't done it 100% um, Motherwell look like everyone's fighting for their places full time at McDermott Park here's David Friel full time Gordon St Johnson now Motherwell to Kevin Van Veen makes history by scoring in his 8th successive game for Motherwell David Clarkson Alfredo Morelos they shared the Scottish Premiership record with the Dutchman Grant this game but He's now out on his own by scoring eight in a row after converting a retaken penalty. Van Buren has also beaten the Motherwell record of seven goals held by Dixie Deans and Ian St John, two greats. And it all means he's now in 26 goals for the season and Motherwell are up to seventh after another terrific performance. First half is pretty even. Both sides created not too much. Graham Kelly had three efforts but only really tested Liam Kelly in the Motherwell goal once. Motherwell did have the ball in the net by guess who, Kevin Van Veen, but his effort was ruled out for offside. The wayside came out with a lot more purpose at the start of the second half and won a penalty in 50 minutes. The two golden oldies tangled. Stephen O'Donnell was caught by Andrew Considine. Referee pointed to the spot. Van Dien grabbed the ball. Everybody expected him to score, but Remy Matthews saved his first effort only for a retake to be ordered by VAR after the St. Johnson keeper was spotted coming off his line early. Van Dien again grabbed the ball, looked to the sky, and this time he produced a Panenka, dinking his shot right down the middle, cool as you like. The Dutchman nearly scored again as Motherwell tried to make it 2-0, but they were pretty content to sit in. St. Johnson threw everything at him. Chris Kane came on for his first appearance since January 2022, but Motherwell then added a second when Mikel Mandron converted Blair Spittles cross. The players are down there taking the acclaim from the fans. Kevin Van Veen, will he win the PFA Scotland Player of the Year? We'll find out tomorrow night, but St. Johnson, they're in deep trouble. Players trudging off with their heads down only three points above the playoff spot the relegation playoff spot full time St Johnson now Motherwell too it's also finished in Kilmarnock here's Fraser Wishart it has Kilmarnock 2 Livingston nil. the fans were edgy in the first half but around me a standing ovation by the Kilmarnock fans for the players because a massive three points for their team they did what they had to well deserved victory it wasn't a classic game but the home side with the better side through against a Libby team whose season end and form are in danger of falling apart. The two second-half goals by Kyle Vassell and a Dan Armstrong penalty. Well, the difference between the teams. Very few chances in a fraught and nervy first half. Two bits of decent play came from the home side. 16 minutes. Dodge had had a lovely head flick. Kyle Vassell was through one and one with the goalkeeper. On his weaker right-hand side, he hesitated. No real conviction he allowed. Shamal George to become quickly off his line to block. Decent save by the keeper, but Vassell should have scored. Vassell then tested George. Well struck, 20-yard shot. And then young David Watson threw himself at a Vassell flick. But his header was saved by Shamal George on the line. At 48 minutes, Kamal deservedly took the lead. And Kyle Vassell was the man to score his first league goal for the club since he signed in January. He got in behind the Livingston defence inside left position. He didn't hesitate. He put his laces through the ball. Hit it across Shamal George. He got a touch to the ball. But the pace was too much for the keeper. And the ball ended up into the empty net. Temple of the game really lifted. Second half much better. Livingston showed little in attack. 57 minutes for the Kamarnock fans. Were quiet as Joel Newbury does what he does. He drifted past a number of defenders on the byline and his shot was saved by Walker's legs. I hit the post and fortunately for Kilmarnock rebounded back into the keeper's arms. But the second goal, and that was a game over when Kelly doubled their lead in 64 minutes after a spell of pressure from Kilmarnock. A number of shots. No one claimed for a penalty. They're waiting for a corner to be taken. But Willie Coleman the VAR sent David Rowe to the monitor for handball. We know what happens then. The referee gave the penalty. Dan Armstrong, their top man, stepped up to coolly send George the wrong way. Armstrong's putting it low to the goalkeeper's right. Kelly had to defend a bit towards the end as Libby woke up. Sam Walker had to move smartly to touch a 20-yard Stephen Kelly free kick over the bar. One goal would have led to a nervy end for Kilmarnock fans, but other than that, Kilmarnock back four were very comfortable defending well, and the game petered out 
easily for Kilmarnock to walk away with those three points. And now what they've done, Kilmarnock has set up a huge last week of the season. Three games in eight days will decide their fate. Two of them at home versus relegation rivals St Johnson and Ross County. Sandwiched in between a visit to Tanadice. What an end to the season at the bottom of the table. Full time at Rugby Park, Kilmarnock 2, Livingston 0. Oh, late, late drama in Paisley. Penalty hearts. They are down to 10 men. They were 2 0 down. They were well out of this game. And they now have the chance to equalise from the spot in the dying seconds. Lauren Shankland is one of the most reliable penalty takers in this division. But will he score this one? And it could be a big one as well, Mark Wilson. Yeah, you've got to fancy him for Stephen Naismith's sides. He wouldn't have dreamed of getting something out of this game when it was 2 0. He's got the opportunity, no damage done with Aberdeen and Hibbs drawn as well. They've checked the it in the penalty stands, I think it was, and he steps up. Goal flashes with Clyde Built Home Improvements. Wow, what a turnaround in Paisley. It looks like it will be a share of the spoils. Arguably, result of the day though. Tannadice, Roger Hanna. Then D United 1, Ross County 3. United's fans brought the Thunder as the 1983 title winning heroes were back and got a great evasion. Then they were struck down by White Lightning in an incredible afternoon in the drop zone, Gordon. Jordan White needed just 37 seconds to open the scoring for Ross County. It was his first goal since netting in the 4 0 rout of United in Dingwall in February. He then restored the Staggies lead after Jamie McGrath's controversial VAR penalty equaliser and he lifted his goal tally for the season into double figures to seal a win and lift Malky Mackay's men off the bottom of the table. It left United propping up the rest with only three games left and it's brought real fears around Tannerise. They will go down just as United, just as Dundee come back up. That open on 37 seconds, a deep corner beyond the far post, headed back into the danger zone by Jack Baldwin, and there was White to nod home from just a yard or so out. United responded really well, Loic Ayina fired over the top, Stephen Fletcher had a double chance, one blocked by Conor Randall, one saved by Ross Laidlaw, and they did get level in 24 minutes with this VAR awarded penalty kick. The ball had out for a corner, John Beaton signalled for the corner, United went to take the corner, but VAR Stephen Kirkland urged Beaton to go to the pitch side monitor. He saw the ball strike the hand of Josh Sims, gave the penalty kick, and McGrath rolled home his fourth goal in five games. At that stage, he expected United to go on and win the game. Aina broke clear again, he set up Rory McLeod for a shot that was held by Laidlaw, then Craig Sibbald was denied by the Ross County keeper before the break. Into the second half though, and County really stepped up a gear. Mark Berigetti in the United goal got away with a real when he sliced a pass back and then had to get down in the loose ball before Victor Latoury could profit. Berigetti then saved from Sims, but in 57 minutes the turning point in the game as County went back ahead. A cute finish by White lifting the ball over the Aussie goalkeeper from close range for 2-1. They lost save from Fletcher at the other end with McLeod putting the rebound wide but County moved further ahead in 72 minutes a sweeping passing move Harmon, Danda and substitute Simon Murray all involved Murray cutting the ball back for White to roll at home from close range for 3-1 United tried their hardest to made a whole raft of substitutions in the last quarter of an hour Fletcher heading wide in 5 added minutes but they now only have 3 games to save their skins Starting at Levy next Saturday, there's anxiety all round Tannadice. Dundee United 1, Ross County 3. Big, big day in Paisley. High drama for Gabriel. Yes, Gordon. Unbelievable. Lawrence Shanklin's last second penalty has stunned the Saints and rescued a point for the Jambos. They look like they were completely out of the game. Their hold on fourth is safe for the moment and it is a huge blow for the Saints' European hopes. 
What a game it was here in a sunny, packed-out Smyzer Stadium. Feisty tackles from the off. Few chances early on, but St Mirren started to turn the screw. Uh, it had been coming when Shaughnessy fired the hosts in front. An in-swinging Tanzer corner headed back across by Alex Gogic and hammered in by the skipper. Curtis Main thought he doubled the advantage just before the half, but Sander Clark pulled off an impressive stop. However, they did make it two just before the whistle. A beautiful Ryan Strain free kick just on the left edge of the box. Clipped over the wall into the bottom corner. Nothing Clark could do there, and it was a fully deserved two-goal advantage at the break. Saints were in con total control of the game in that second 45. A strain had another lovely curling effort, tipped over. Then Shaughnessy should have had his second with a header. Uh, another great save from Xander Clark. Had another impressive afternoon in that Hearts goal. Hearts had offered next to nothing all game. Uh, Stephen Naismith on the touchline, going <laughs> berserk at his players, to say the least for some of it, but then out of nowhere with 20 minutes to go, substitute Nathaniel Atkinson beats his man on the right hand side with a double step over, great ball across the face into that corridor of uncertainty and at the back post the pacey Josh Ginelli was there to fire in. It looked like we were set for a grandstand finish, but just a few minutes after, Peter Harron, the Hearts midfielder, shown a straight red for a high tackle on Mark O'Hara that stopped a counter-attack on the halfway line. Perhaps look a little harsh on first viewing, but VAR had a quick look. It didn't send the referee, David Dickinson, over to the monitor, so uh, there was no error there. It looked like that was the end of Hearts' push for an equaliser. Saints, as you can imagine, had plenty of chances on the break to make it three or even four, but they just didn't capitalise. Then suddenly, in the 95th minute, Hearts knocked the ball forward. Ginelli takes it down in the box. Substitute Ryan Flynn is on, and he's taking the ball away from goal, Ginelli, and he puts his arm into the back of him, pushes him over. The referee points straight to the spot. VAR sees nothing wrong with it, and Shankland is standing over the ball, and cool as you like, converts, sending the keeper the wrong way. The Hearts fans behind the goal trying to jump onto the pitch. It was feral scenes here, to be honest. And it is a massive, massive blow for St Mirren's bid for European football. They, they could still mathematically get it, but Stephen Robinson dejected at full time, as were his players. After 90 minutes at the Smyzer Stadium, catch your breath, St Mirren 2, Hearts 2. What about Pataudry, Dave Galloway? Full-time Aberdeen nil, Hibs nil. Hibs made a very bright start and took a grip of play. Aberdeen were posing little threat as the visitors had a right go with the hosts having to defend very well. Nisbet fed Ewan on the left and his drive from a tight angle was beaten away by Roos and Ewan's header was deflected over after Cadden's ball in. The in-rushing Nisbet couldn't get Ewan's cut back on target and as the interval drew close, Nisbet curled one just past the far post with the outside of his foot but almost on the halftime whistle Aberdeen nearly snatched the lead very much against the run of play Coulson volleying narrowly over following a set piece the home side looked a little bit better after the interval without exactly setting the heather on fire Duncan's drive deflected over and Pollock headed Clarkson's free kick over the crossbar but the visitors continued to be very much on top Cadden poked wide when he uh, you know a goal looked lightly kind of slipped when he went for the ball Ewan's powerful low drive was well parried by Roos Ewan's header then hit the bar with McCurdy on the follow-up shooting against the post however Hibbs were given a penalty following a VAR review after the ball struck 
his arm um, upstepped uh, Nisbet uh, to take it but Roos made a fine save with uh, his legs uh, Coulson was booked for the uh, apparent uh, handball look, looking rather uh, bemused there Aberdeen threatened in the closing stages though and it would have been robbery uh, Ramadani let fly it took a deflection but into the arms of Marshall who had a pretty quiet afternoon if truth be told Barry Robson's side uh, looking off colour as the visitors created enough chances to win a couple of games but Aberdeen remained five points clear in third place with three matches remaining of the campaign it finished Aberdeen nil Hibs nil what a day of Scottish football And now it's over to you to have your say It's 01419511025 So why not pick up that phone And let us know what is on your mind Of course starting at Ibrox today I'm not sure anyone saw that one coming A 3-0 win for Rangers Yes the title was already in the bag But what did you take away from it Rangers fans Does it Did it feel like you, you needed it You needed to get one of those wins Against Celtic this season For Michael Beale Does it give you extra hope going forward Celtic fans Does it bother you at all How much does it bother you We'll hear from Ange Postacoglu uh, And you can give us all your post-match thoughts And that's before we even get to the 3 o'clock games Let's start hearing from you Who went through the ringer this afternoon as well The open line is next after the action, it's your reaction. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line. You cannot beat this time on a Saturday when the football is all said and done. And it's over to you to have your say on the day's action. Whether it was that game at Ibrooks, we knew obviously going into today it wasn't going to impact the title race or anything like that, but there's never a shortage of talking points when these great rivals meet. So what is on your mind? Celtic fans, I'm sure you didn't see it coming. How disappointing was it? How much were the changes to blame? What does it say about some of the backup cast? And Rangers fans, how much of a shot in the arm was it? How much hope does it give you for next season? How important is it maybe to, to not get carried away and acknowledge there is still a big rebuild required? You tell us. Just floating some suggestions for you. 1025. And then the properly meaningful games in terms of who finishes where, three o'clock, honestly, such high drama. St Mirren sharing the spoils with hearts. How disappointing, Buddies fans, was it to chuck that one away from such a good position? Uh, Kelly fans, you'll be feeling good about yourselves, Dundee United, not so much. And Motherwell, that man, Kevin Van Veen, how good is he? 01419511025, Hugh Evans. Well, in terms of the top six... Uh, Barry Robson and Aberdeen are the lucky ones tonight because they did not play well they also had the good fortune to see Hibbs miss a penalty against them at Petrodri and they remain in third place with 54 points and Hearts remain 5 points behind them although they did get the 90 plus 6 penalty equaliser from Lauren Shankman at the bottom end of the table you have five points separating the bottom four. St. Johnson are in this. They are, without question, in this dogfight. They've got 36 points. Killy have got 34. Ross County, 33. And Dundee United, would you believe it, on the day they celebrate a title win 40 years ago, go to the bottom of the league. 01419511025 is the number that Blair has dialed Although I don't know if he had to add some sort of dialing code Because he's poolside in Tenerife Who let this guy through? Blair, what did you make of the game from afar? I loved it, thanks very much for having me on uh, That's the first time I've called I'm a big fan of the show But 
uh, I thought today is the day. I'm sitting poolside. I don't have much else to do <laughs> other than read my book. And I'm talking to my girlfriend, Shannon. She's a Celtic fan. She's not got much to say to me today. So <laughs> I thought I'd give you guys a call and chat to you. I instead. love that. Right, so where are you from? I'm from Glasgow, just outside Glasgow, Oakle Patrick. So, from 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 Oakle Patrick, but waits until he's in Tenerife to phone for the first time. There might be some sunshine, sangria involved. Who knows, right? But we'll we'll skip by that before we get ourselves in trouble. You're the Rangers fan, Blair, so we won't rub it into your uh, your partner too much. What about the the what 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 did you enjoy about today? How much do you take from it? Because we know it was like a you know not not meaningful in terms of the league or anything. What, What do you take away from it? I listen. I, I woke up today, and, and in fact, I've, I've just I've been looking forward to coming away. No thought much of the game at all. Woke up this morning and I thought, we'll go and watch it. We went and watched it together. Shannon lasted the first half, and I sat and watched the whole thing. And I wasn't thinking much about it. I was thinking, I'll just go and sit and watch the game, enjoy it for what it is. It's a dead rubber, means nothing. Rangers are playing what looked to me like a bit of a kind of reserve side. Celtic are playing a much changed side as well, and we'll see what happens. But when I saw the game happening, you know, you've got two teams out there, both trying to win the match, both much changed. And uh, I just, I heard a couple of the guys that they're kind of just after the Rangers, just after the game happened, saying that today was a day where Rangers fans would have been feeling, you know, what might have been and, and, and maybe maybe the management as well. But I don't think that is the feeling I feel, you know, what might have been. There was a wee bit of that maybe three, four, five games ago. But today it's about what might be next year, to be honest with you. Um, a lot of the changes were about players like Yilmaz, Raskin, Cantwell, all coming into the side and making a positive difference, being hungry, um, aggressive in the game and, 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 and looking like they're, they're hopefully going to be mainstays in the first team going forward. So feeling positive and, you know, we're already starting to make peace with what this season has been for us. And I just, just, just looking forward. Both teams out there were trying to win the day, um, and Rangers come out on top. So it's good to know, and it'll be good for Michael, Michael Beale to know that he's got, he's got that in his locker. He can win old firm matches, and I think that both psychologically for him and for the team will be a massive step that we've now taken before going into yeah. next season. So well, yeah, how, how important is that for him actually, Blair? Um, because it's funny you you said it had a bit of a dead, dead rubber feel about it, and I think. You know, a lot of people agree, but at the same time, Michael Beale probably didn't, couldn't have afforded really to get into next season with everyone keeping on mentioning every time these sides meet. Ah, you've never beaten Celtic before. Was it important just to get to wipe that off the off the page? Oh, definitely. I think you know a lot of the Rangers fans that we, we we so want to get behind Michael Beale, and I think the majority of us have got behind Michael Beale and are still behind him, but. You know, Hugh, Hugh says it all the time, and he's he's absolutely right. He, he has to beat Celtic, and and he had to beat Celtic, if not today, the very next time, and and the next time might have been, you know, just about, you, you know, just about too late. It, it has to happen, both for, you know, the, today doesn't make a difference. Celtic have won the league, but the team, the team, both the players that have been there, Tavernier, Goldson. And, and all of those players that have been there so long and to be honest with you in my opinion can be too negatively affected sometimes by losses I think the psychological difference it can make to them winning the game but as you say difference it can make to Michael Beale knowing that he's got that in his locker he's capable of winning a game like this and like that's why I say you know both teams out there are trying to win this match I hope we don't hear from Celtic fans trying to say that you know they made loads of changes because they've got an important game in three weeks and they weren't that bothered about the game today it's it's, it's, it's so not the case I, I, I don't I, I can't 
I haven't heard it yet, but I wouldn't believe that any team of professional football players, um, let alone the team that happen to be the champions at this moment in time, um, would go out there and, and, and not try and win that match, not try and do a kind of, um, not a clean sweep, but come out uh, come out of the other end of the season unbeaten against their, their, their biggest yeah. rivals. Both teams are out there trying to win and Michael Beale's team come out victorious. So I think it will be massive for him going out the next season. And I think more than that, he's seen today that players like Yilmaz, McCrory, Raskin and Cantwell to a lesser extent because he's, he's, he's just brought them in, but Yilmaz, McCrory, Ryan Jack, players that we weren't so sure we were going to see them being such a big part of next season. Player. We've shown that we've got what it takes. Player. No wonder Shannon left you. It's hard to get a word in here. But he's been, this has been bottled up all day. He's on holiday when he thinks I really should be back at home. They're all, all incidentally, they're all at that knuckle, Patrick, let me tell you. But uh, Blair said there's no element of what might have been. There has to be. Because. Celtic. The player's telling you Just from his point of view He felt like that's gone That was gone a couple of weeks ago but, but, His view is But the, 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 the overview of the season Celtic put Rangers out of The cup final The Viaplay cup final Beat them in that Celtic put Rangers out of the Scottish Cup Beat them in the semi-final Celtic put Rangers into second place And won the league So there has to be an element of What might have been For this reason alone Personnel changes have been made Today that have given Rangers a different energy and a bigger threat. For too long, Michael Beale stuck with the Morelos's and the Kents of this world and wasn't aggressive enough in terms of team selection. Does that not still feel like a leap though? Because is that not giving too much emphasis to today for anyone to say, oh, we just played Matondo and Sakala all season, we might have won the league. I'm not sure even Michael Beale believes that, does he? Well, well, if you maybe if you've done they've that... Been there, they've been there the whole time. You know, it's well, not new, right? didn't arrive this week. Well, two cup competitions. And you still had Morelos hanging about the place in two cup mm. Games against Celtic That's what I'm saying though so, We'll put it this way Will Sakala and Matondo Both be leading the line For Rangers next season I would still suspect not no, and I, In fact I, more than suspect not Yeah I, I think it's very unfair Just to throw the blame um, In the past To Morelos and Kent They've been good players For Rangers Big players for Rangers But Michael Bale decided To go with a different Partnership today It worked brilliantly for him Because I thought tactically He was spot on the day that Celtic fans will say, well, it didn't mean anything. Rangers fans are the same. They're not getting carried away. It was terrific. Enjoy your day. That's what it's all about. But I think it was so, so important for Michael Beale. Going forward, he had never oh. lost his job. Just going forward into the summer. And what's happened now is people are looking at his players that he's brought in. Raskin and Cantwell. Cantwell was superb today. So he's now set a barrier there that that's the sort of standard that he's looking to bring in to get his team proper for a start of the season. Michael, Michael Beale in two cup matches, in one of them he didn't play Raskin or Cantwell until it was too late. And then in the, the semi-final of the Scottish Cup, he had Kent and Morelos on, took Kent off at half-time because he was doing absolutely nothing and should have taken Morelos off with him at the same time because he was contributing at the same level so there has to be an element of what might you have can't been have a, you can't have an argument of saying well he didn't he didn't stand Cantwell and Raskin because they were just in the door in the cup final now I said that's the reason he brought them in so I agree with you in that but you can't sit here after and go do you know what they never started Cantwell Raskin they kept Morelos and Kent 
Did, does that mean that they were guaranteed they were going to win those games? Well, it's you, you you cannot tell me that you can guarantee they would not have helped to win not, those games. He's not the one that's sort of making that statement, though, they're, is he? They're, they're, they've got two cup competitions. Celtic. You, keep, you keep saying, all that's doing is just that's just retelling it. I don't understand. It's more the point. I don't understand of the, the what if. Because like we said, if today was a sign of, oh, we should have just done this before, then Sakala Matondo will be first choice for Rangers next season, presumably. But I think we all know that isn't the case. No, but I, I can only isolate... This season And say Celtic will get the treble Because On two cup occasions Rangers mm-hmm. made the wrong choices Who's argued that? Who's argued that at any point? Well Blair is saying It's not about what might have been I'm saying Because he's saying It has he, to be He's the Rangers fan in all of this And he's telling you He doesn't look at today And it doesn't it doesn't <laughs> stir feelings of What might have been It just is what it is And then you look to the future Anyway We're going round in circles Mark Wilson How big was it? For Michael Beale, You think about the first time actually When he was here under Stephen Gerrard See if you can't win any competitions Your first step's going to have to be Can you just beat them Even if it's meaningless yeah. Can can you do that first Then can you do it in a meaningful game Then can you win a trophy It's almost like a, a staged yeah. process yeah. isn't it Can you do it in a regular uh, Over a regular period uh, Today was, was massive for him Because I think like Blair said If he was beaten again today Or came out with a, a draw the question marks would have been on him from the start of next season. Then that first game against Celtic, I totally agree with Blair. If that did go pear-shaped next year, then I think the fans would have said, no, hang on. Like Hugh says, if you're going to be Rangers manager, you must beat Celtic. If you're Celtic manager, you must beat Rangers. I think a lot of Rangers fans would have went, well, hold on, this guy has now had seven attempts and he can't win. Today was huge. He gets a monkey off his back and he can build... On some of the mm. positives in that team I don't think all of them will be there I think Sakala and Matondo Were the right choice today But I don't think they'll lead the line next year But at least he knows Cantwell And Suter Maybe even Yilmaz And McCrory Have come out of that game With yeah. a big tick beside her What's the big plan year. tonight Blair? Is the, the night being ruined because of the result? No, not at all We're both, in, we're both still in quite good form I'm just going to chill out I might go and jump in the pool and cool off Honestly, <laughs> well, it's nice here. To be fair, it is nice, but he's gonna, he's gonna, he's he's yeah. lying there with the, yeah. the the bag of crisps and the yeah, sunburn, yeah. getting ready to go in the night. Yeah. The, the night Wait, he has his shirt oh. tonight. And he's oh, going. Ah, he's going. Ah, ah, ah. Oh, ah. Blair, we can see the Oco Patrick Hills, and they're looking glorious in the sunshine. You're in the wrong place. It is lovely. We're going to speak to Gerard and Renton next. The games are over. The talking begins. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line. Hugh Keevans, Mark Wilson and Gordon DL are here and we are joined by Gerard in Renton. From a Celtic perspective, Gerard, what did you think? What did, how do you look back on today? Well, to be honest, see this strength and depth, I don't feel as if we have it. The way we have been portrayed to have it, we don't have it, if you know what I mean. Yes. With uh, the, the Kobayashi, etc. But. I think it depends. So, I think it depends what area, maybe, Hugh and Mark, if you think. So, I think the, the strength and depth in midfield. And probably wide areas it is is undeniable because you talk about you know Maida didn't start today and Haksibanovic yeah. didn't and we always talk you know Aaron Moy didn't start today and so on but but maybe in particular then without being unfair to him Burnaby's still got a big gap to bridge to Greg Taylor and yeah. Kobe Ashi certainly has a big gap to bridge to 
Carter Vickers and then maybe yeah. maybe Alistair Johnson's been so good that to a lesser extent Anthony Ralston Celtic do still have strength and depth but maybe just not in all areas is that fair? Well, see what I yeah, sorry Hugh, see what I think people get mixed up with with strength and depth is that they expect 11 players to go at the team and the guys that have been sitting about to come in and it to be the exact same and it's never the case strength and depth is having players of equal or just lesser ability that you can bring into the team when one of those yeah. drop out now when Ange Postecoglou picked his team today he's back four Daz mentioned that several times hadn't played together Ralston, Starfield Kobayashi and Burnaby together that's alarm bells you know an O up front so he's put a lot of them in the same team and then Gerrard's coming on and said it doesn't look like we've got strength and depth of course I have because if it's just one of them and the usual mix of players that's what strength and depth is one or two when you change a whole lot of them it may have a different outcome like it did today that's I think that's understandable that that's going to be the case on today's display there was one one Celtic player who got past marks he was head and shoulders above everybody and that was Carl Starfelt and I have been his biggest critic he was outstanding for Celtic today the only player um, had his moment with McGregor when they got sort of mixed up yeah, for the third goal but yeah. yeah overall Kobayashi found wanting O found wanting Burnaby found wanting now I I take on board what Mark Wilson saying that they have to be closer to the ones who are keeping them out of the team also people want Celtic to they've got two titles in a row now they want Celtic to make an impression in the Champions League not with that lack of strength you want Gerald Toon particular then what about O for instance you're not seeing enough from him yet O is a raw talent that obviously can run off inside and outside with front post, back post, whatever, but we need somebody to pull the ball in and go inside and 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 play it. I mean, Gordon, when you, you think about, oh, the, he scored a couple of goals since he came here. Again, I take the point because it does it does remain the challenge. You need your backup players to be as close to the, the, the top mm-hmm. level players as, as possible. But again... What are the chances of having someone, a young player who's come in recently, and be that close to Kyogo when no. he when he when he's raised his bar this season? Exactly, it's very very difficult. Look, I like the boy. I think he's got a lot of uh, strengths in his game. Now his day could have been completely different because the one he chips McCrory. If that goes in the back end, eh, you never know what happens after that um, after that incident. I think O will learn. I think it'll take time to settle into the Scottish game. I like the look of him. I think he gives Celtic a different um, option. Um, and I think he'll be a good player for Celtic. But you're going back to this, um, the strength in the squad. I think Celtic have got good strength because I touched on it earlier in the game. Mm. Usually they bring on three subs that make an impact right yeah. away. Three quality players. The day for me, they were there were problems at the back and I think it was all down to the changes for and I, look isolated players isolated incidents yes because they weren't good enough today and Rangers deserved to win but I, I, my guess would be if Ange Postacoglu was listening Mark he'd be muttering to the radio well our strength is measured in the 95 points we've got and the fact yes. that we've won the league and might win yeah. the treble you know, that would be a better way of assessing Celtic squad uh, of course strength. because you would need to 
individually look at all the appearances this season and and what starting eleven is. How many times one certain starting eleven has played the the same amount of games? It's a varied um, roster he uses. You know, he, he chops and changes. That's what I mean about players who just drop in for a game and maybe miss a couple. That strength and depth. It's not changing a full side and expecting the same outcome. Mm. Never going to happen. Um, yeah, thank you to Gerard on the line on 01419511025. I suppose the other thing, Gordon, is like like we suggested earlier, when you see the team, fast forward and you find out Celtic have lost the game, it was always going to be a big part of blame put on those that, that came in. Mm. And I, not, not saying that's wrong, but it was just always going to be the mm. case. So for someone like O, to what extent did he have a bad game? And to what extent was he actually just in a Celtic team that didn't function today? You know, it's, it's that element of the unknown. I do take I take the point because Kyogo sometimes he changes the way Celtic mm-hmm. play because he's so dynamic. But to, to what level of certainty would you say that that's a different Celtic performance if Kyogo starts today? I we think, just don't know, and Rangers were bang at it anyway. Yeah, I think that's his excuse. Um, you know, you look at the guys that come in and you can point the finger. You look at one of the best players in Scotland He's up for player of the year tomorrow night Callum McGregor, the captain He was anonymous, didn't see him I agree with Hugh Hugh had said it uh, two minutes ago The only one in the Celtic team I would give Pass marks to Starfelt I thought he was, especially first half I thought he was excellent You look at the big time players Jota, not seen Abada usually steps up in his game Not seen Hatate, mm. magnificent, not seen So I think a lot of credit Rangers were more hungrier today And yet they again had the though, more When you talk about those big moments Abada could, should have had that assist If O does his business And then he fluffs his lines yeah. On the chance that he gets mm. In previous meetings between these sides When the ball falls to Abada in the box He puts it, it away. away So yeah. How much is the performance level different And how much is it fluffing your lines on well, Michael key Beale, moments Michael Beale said it It's about execution in the box uh, Rangers were master executioners And Celtic couldn't hit a bad door Let's bring in Michael Who's a Rangers fan I mean Michael there was no doubt This was obviously a nod to the future When you looked at the team today And some of the other things that went into it What, what did you see that you liked going forward? Uh, hi guys, uh, hi Gordon, hi Hello. Hugh, hi Mark, uh, thanks for having me on. Um, as I look into the future, I think the boy McCory showed that he should be in from the start, to be honest. Um, we dominated the game from start to finish. Don't know about the guy's haircut, but he, he, he played well. Um, that's my first point. My second point is, probably, I'm just glad that they won the Dead Rubber Cup. I'm really... Really proud of that. I know it didn't mean a lot to others, but it meant a lot to me. Um, that's my main point. Robbie McCrory is he worth putting in the the team going forward? What, that's that's too strong a question. What did he do for his future chances today and in the last couple? Well, of weeks? I, I think he done them no harm. I, I, like I've said that I think he's worth keeping about. I think he's shown in the games that he's played against Celtic. <laughs> funny enough, that he's more than capable. Uh, is he capable of being the number one? Well, maybe just fall short of that. But I think Rangers will recruit another goalkeeper. What he is capable of doing is pushing that number one. Um, but he done himself no harm today. Made a couple of good saves. He was always active. He was always in a good position, recognizing what Celtic were trying to do in terms of getting behind that back four. He was always there to sweep up. Took no chances with the ball at his feet. So he's one that I think Bill looked at today and went, yeah. 
you know, he, you'll do for us next he, season. He did what good goalkeepers do. He made saves at pivotal mm-hmm. moments. Uh, I, I know Gordon disagrees slightly, but I, I think the save from Matt O'Reilly is terrific. Mm-hmm, yeah. And if O'Reilly scores at that point, then the game takes on a different complexion. So he certainly did enough to merit playing from now until the end of the he's, season. He's played against two teams in form. Aberdeen came to Ibrox in form. Celtic champions comes to Ibrox clean sheets. You can't ask for better yeah. than that. But to be fair though, I, I do think it's worth going deeper because I'm sometimes, you know, that can happen. A, a average competent goalkeeper can go into a game mm-hmm. and keep a clean sheet. They just can't because it might be, be, be that sort of game. But he did have saves to make today. Yeah. And not only that, he looked extremely lively off his line to come and, and thwart Celtic when they looked to go over that the top. He bit, actually was involved, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah, that's the big thing I noticed today, Gordon, was um, his positional sense was brilliant. He read the game well. And nowadays, the goalkeeper has got to do that. You see, for instance, Celtic, the way Joe Hart plays, sometimes he's halfway up the pitch. But McCrory was alert to everything because he knew, especially when Kyogo come on, he knew Kyogo would play on the shoulder and anything, any space in behind. That's where he wants to go. That's where he's dangerous. And McCrory read everything today. I thought the boy played very well indeed. I mean, is he 24 years old though? So it's a big decision for him. Been about the club for a long time. Whether he wants to, he wants to back himself, which I'm sure he would, and saying, you know what, I can be number one. I don't know how many Rangers fans would sit here just now and say, yeah, McCrory will be our number one next season. He's deserved his chance. But I bet you he backs himself. But if he's not quite sure, then he has to play first-team football. You know, some goalkeepers, I was alluding to earlier, some goalkeepers will accept that. Will accept being a number two at a big club and just sitting there and and being paid weekly and not getting much game time. It's a huge decision the, the, in the, the summer. For the, the number one will be Jack Butland if he signs. Because Jack Butland is not coming up here to sit on anyone's bench So McCrory will know that He'll know that if Butland has agreed a deal with Rangers The decision is then his Does he wait any longer at the age of 24? Or does he further his career by going somewhere where he will get mm. a regular game? He's not out of contract though is he? So it's, you know, things need to, but, uh, to change I, I mean you'd, you would be chapping the manager's door there uh, And saying what is the situation? Uh, am I in your plans for next year? Alan McGregor's going, McLaughlin's not getting a look in. How many goalkeepers are you up. planning and signing? He's run up the pecking order. Of Mark. course. But no, he, he used to know if, if he goes no, to Michael Beale. Because Mike, of McGregor, you mean? And McGregor. Michael Beale says to him, I'm in the market for two goalkeepers. That would make you rethink yeah. your position at the club then. Yeah, well, listen, here's Michael Beale on that topic. Listen, we're going to lose one goalkeeper because one is out of contract. So we're going to lose one goalie. and we're not in the, the job of signing bad ones. You know, I think, you know, you've had Alan and John, two Scottish internationals, Robbie who's been in the group. Robbie's been injured for probably four out of the six or seven months I've been here. He always knew he was getting an opportunity and all he can do is keep playing how he done today. I think that's four clean sheets on the bounce as a Rangers first team keeper. So that's not a bad uh, record to upkeep for him. He's set a high standard for himself. Let's bring in Mark and Hamilton. Mark, I'm interested from a Celtic perspective, and I hope I've not worded this too bluntly, how much do you care about that defeat today? Of course you care about it. It's every game you play against Rangers. It's always up. You want to win the game. Mm-hmm. It didn't happen to me. But, uh, it's disappointing. Of course, it's every game I want Celtic to play. I want to 
Ibrox or Parkhead going to win the game. But uh, I want to speak, I thought it'd be quick, yes, I know what it was, it's the goalkeeper today for the first goal. What do you think? Joe Hart's Rangers first goal I'll go first I'm very critical of goalkeepers I tried to sit in the fence uh, after watching it I think Joe Hart will be disappointed with that I think he's got to do better I think he's got to push it away further but when it falls to Cantwell I think it's a terrific bit of skill from Cantwell that's a hard act that's a hard shot to get away and he buries it through Joe Hart's leg but yeah. The quality of Joe Hart, I think he will be disappointed. He's it's a goal in two parts. Gordon's right. The first part, he should have done better with the original shot. He's got no chance with the second, so he therefore takes fifty percent of the blame. Mark is a um, full house goalkeeper. Yeah, should do yeah. better. I think he should do better. The first, I actually looking at the second, and you see he's got no chance. The more I look at the second. It's not particularly mm. in the corner. I just thought he, could, he might have reacted a wee bit quicker, but the first. 100% he should have uh, Palmed out But it wasn't the only one To blame Kobayashi When you look at it In, in <laughs> finer detail I do not know mm. What Kobayashi is thinking When he, he sees the ball And he, he turns his body The opposite way Because if He does the right thing That any natural defender Would do He gets onto the ball Ahead of Campbell So There's a couple of players In there To blame For, I, the, for both goals I mean I guess Because you've asked the question Mark You think Joe Hart Could do better Okay, of course, God, he's got to pan that hopefully by the post for a corner or put it further down the line, you know. But to pan it back out again was wasn't the best. Yeah, I mean, I the goalkeeper for that. Well, I mean, what else then in terms of personnel? Because he's what he's he is one of the main players, isn't he? And always plays these big games. There was a level of change to the team. How much did it affect things? Well, that's what I've got here the left back and the right back. I've been getting a lot of game time for and you can tell that today but I don't even know if I've just talking about the big squad that Celtic have brought in that but when you really look it's no great in the right back and the left back are an example of that today where very weak no great at all yeah we said we did say particularly those areas um... it's difficult to say of potential treble winners that it's not great <laughs> Uh, you know Where do you draw the line here You have to give Celtic credit I mean It would be The biggest shock Of all time If they didn't beat Inverness Cali Thistle In the final at Hamden But I think Today Big question marks Have appeared I would put it that way Question mark Against Kobayashi Against Burnaby And against O uh, So the You can't say The squad's not great when they're 90 minutes away from th- winning the treble I think but question see, marks I think when you see that and I'm, I'm talking about Celtic fans here today when they've seen the line up and they've seen the back four I'm sure there were not a lot out there confident that Celtic were going to go to Ibrox and keep a clean sheet but they were confident of the players in front that could go and create and score and unfortunately for Celtic fans it didn't happen today but um, I thought it was a big test for the back four because Rangers pressed them very early on got at them didn't let them settle and you know the 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 they benefited for it because they got an early goal, and all of a sudden that gave them so much confidence. I think it's a shock to the nervous system for the Celtic fans because over two seasons and two title wins, they've lost four games, four in two seasons. Uh, well, today is the fifth, uh, and to be turned over, and they were three nil. To be part of a game where it could have been worse than three nil. Uh, I think all of a sudden the Celtic supporters have been given 
cause to stop and have a think about it. Burnaby in particular, Mark, has he got a bit of ground to make up? Yep, I think so. He's he's been here for a, a decent amount of time. And I get Greg Taylor's been one of the standouts of the season, but I would have expected him to be a bit closer when he's brought into the side. Um you know, his performance levels I think have been poor. And today I think it was a big day. I don't think it will determine his future, but it goes to show you how important mm. Greg Taylor is. Might be work for Ange Postacoglu to do in the summer in that department. Thank you, Mark. More post-match reaction next. After they play, you have your say. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line. Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. It's 0141-951-1025 or it's Twitter. At Clyde SSB um, It's funny Hugh Because this obviously the way Glasgow works So many people invested Even though there wasn't loads on the line But actually the 3 o'clock games were So significant potentially Yeah um, At the bottom uh, Potentially significant A big way for Dundee United to our bottom uh, We have Very few Major clubs in Scotland We're only a small country You have Celtic, Rangers Hearts, Hibs, Aberdeen and Dundee United because of what they've achieved in the past both domestically and in Europe and one of them may be about to drop out of the league so major games coming up for Jim Goodman at the top six then Aberdeen look as if they will get third place but um, big stuff to come for Hearts and Hibs Edinburgh Derby on the way Uh, but Barry Robson got away with one today I think because Clearly Aberdeen For the second game in a row Not scored a goal Hibs had a penalty Missed it And yet Aberdeen remain Five points ahead of Hearts In third place Three games to go So Barry Robson Was the lucky man today Yeah uh, No doubt a poor afternoon For Jim and Dundee United Finishing bottom of the table Um, But how can you call In the next few weeks Who uh, Two out of four Who's going to finish In those bottom two Positions You look at United Hugh mentioned earlier on They've got three wins and a bounce To get them into the position they are Yep it's a setback Who's to say they can't do it again But then you look at Kilmarnock Who had this dreadful away form all season But they go to St Mirren A couple of weeks ago and win Then win again today It is so unpredictable And it makes for an exciting end to the season For us the neutral yeah, last three games are going to be absolutely brilliant Exciting, as the guys were saying there Dundee United, <coughs> real problem St Johnson dragged right into it And Aberdeen look favourites for third so yeah, far Yeah, hopefully hear from Jim Goodwin very soon indeed Let's hear from Stephen Naismith A late draw snatched in Paisley We're still in it, that's the main thing Also with the way the results went It's been okay But first half was really frustrating Because it's nowhere near good enough For where the expectation for the club is We're far too safe, passive St Martin pressed us as we th- expected they would and we weren't good enough to get through it in the first half and that's a real frustration because you see the second half when we've got nothing to lose the boys make brave decisions key moments and that gets us back in the game and then we've got the desire to play it for, for the 95, 96 minutes whatever it may be and we come away with something which gives us hope that that second half performance was so contrasted to the first I think the red card VAR's involved in that as well but I personally disagreed with it. I thought it was a foul to stop the game from a counter-attack. I didn't, it was right in front of me. I don't think it was aggressive. 
even the speed I don't think is excessive. The foul for the second goal I don't agree with, but yet we get given a foul against us and it costs us. How VAR works, who knows? Because I can, and again, this is our footage, but I can see a clear pull. And I said last week, I'm frustrated. I'm frustrated again this week because of lack of consistency. How do you assess the picture at the top then, or the the, the race for third in, in European spots? Because nothing changed today. No. But we're one game closer to the end. So, well, you know, Aberdeen still go to Celtic Park. You'd imagine that's the final day of the season. It would be uh, a flag going up and all the. Celebrations they, they would find it Extremely difficult To get anything there That day uh, But We're into Anything might happen Territory now uh, But I still fancy Aberdeen to finish Third And Hearts Will Probably be fourth I agree with that Yeah I, I can see the way Aberdeen have been playing Even when they played At Ibrox um, They'll be disappointed By a draw today I think they will be Favourites to finish third Hearts Hibs Going to be intriguing but Hibs in with a shout And look, let's give credit to St Mirren as well You know, Not just getting in the top six But keeping our hopes alive for European footballs uh, Again at that end of the table A fantastic end I think third could be decided next week Aberdeen go to Tynecastle oh. um, That'll be a big massive game for both teams So if Aberdeen can go down to Edinburgh and get something I think they'll cement third place They're certainly favourites The other intrigue of course Gordon Will be that you'll have... Um, you know, Stephen Naismith trying to get the manager's job, uh, and you know he won't get it if he if they finish sixth place. I don't think. Here's Stephen Robinson's take on it. He thought, I'm sure, that they were heading for all three points. Listen, you're 30 seconds from being a point behind Hibs and Hearts, um, so it's a huge blow, huge blow for us. <laughs> it's hard to think anything else, but a huge disappointment. You know, first half we were excellent. Took the game to Hearts. We said at half time, don't sit back, don't be like we were first half against Hibs. We're one 0 down again. Go after the game, and listen. We don't stop the cross for the first goal, and then we, you know, we make a poor decision for the penalty, and we had enough chances to win the game five or six. You know, we have decision making on the break, so it's never one person's fault or one person's. You know, it's not a blame game. We've collectively we made poor decisions today. We played with a little bit of fear second half, even though we tried to say don't, but you know they're human. You feel so close to the the points, and so constantly you take a step back instead of a step forward, and we we got massively punished for that today. So. Any other time, a, a result against Hearts, um, you know, there's nothing between the two teams. Very close game. It's um, you know we were better first half, they were better second half, and ultimately we still should have went on and won the game comfortably with her, with her decision making. Got to be a huge missed opportunity, and you look at the form because they obviously stumbled over the line into the top six with that mm. defeat at home to Kilmarnock, then lost to Easter Road, lost the the ascendancy today. Um, just need to make sure, I guess, that the season gets the finish that they'll feel it deserved up until that point. Yeah, um, I can hear it in his voice today. He's got to be disappointed. 2-0 up, hearts down to 10 men, you're at home. The one thing that's positive about St Mern just now, they're certainly getting the crowds back. There are people interested in the club, want to come and support it, but he's got to keep winning games. Um, you heard it, it was a real disappointing uh, afternoon because he must have been counting the fact that they had three points and they end up walking away with one. I hope he's got a nice garden. Goes out there tonight, sits and just relaxes <laughs> because he looks like a man who has just heard that they've cancelled Christmas. Uh, and you know, it was you can tell it in his voice, you know, we're just seconds away and then it all goes wrong. So I've, I, I feel for why is it a day? You're right, Hugh, that he, he should take a bit of time and reflect on the full season aware 
they are. You know, the achievement of being in there, the games, having games like today against Hearts in the top six and being 2 0 up. So he will be disappointed, but incredible achievement to get St Mirren and touching distance. I just Europe. hope he doesn't go back, Mark, and find that somebody's been in his bins. <laughs> oh, nothing worse. <laughs> Absolutely nothing worse, that's for sure. <laughs> All right, just before we, we leave, what is the picture at the bottom then? Grim for Dundee United. Uh, they clearly have problems in terms of temperament. They were at home today. There was an air of celebration because of players of the past, deeds of the past. They didn't derive any inspiration from it. They've lost three goals to one player, Jordan White. Good for him, but how can that happen? Jim Goodwin has to be holding an inquest. They've got three games left to save the club's status. And not only would it be a disaster to go down, but the team across the road are coming up. Mm. Just keep changing the perception of it, Mark. We've heard all season that of the three squads, Dundee United apparently have the best players. You know, that's just kind of what people say. And yeah. um, it'll eventually come good. And Kilmarnock have got this good home form that's going to maybe keep them up. Um, and Ross County, though, they're the winners. You know, today out of well, Kilmarnock to be fair, obviously got got a win as well. It's Dundee United that are the losers. Sorry, I just wonder what's going to give. Well, that that's the thing. It's so unpredictable in the beauty of the bottom six, where they all have a go at each other, and anything can happen. When th- those teams are down there for a reason, because their form is inconsistent. You cannot tell from one week to the next. Jim Goodwin will just be hoping the next three games he can rediscover some of that form that saw those three wins in a row, and he'd be okay. And for Malky Mackay. He's a manager that just keeps bouncing back every time you, you go to write him off. Yeah, you look at the difference. Ross County, last two games, six points. Last two games, Dundee United, no points. That's why they're bottom of the league. That will go right to the wire. We'll get an exciting end to the season, Gordon. Four teams for me in that relegation battle. Sum, all, sum it all up from today, Hugh. We started off at 12.30 with a, a game that Michael Beale had to win and he did it. And he did it because Rangers were bang at it all day long and Celtic took the day off in terms of their temperament and chance-taking. So, no miscarriage of justice, the right team won. Barry Robson gets away with one at Aberdeen and stays in third place. But Dundee United, the half of the new firm as it was, they are in big trouble at the bottom of the table. And tomorrow night, we will find out who the PFA Scotland Player of the Year, Young Player, Lower Divisions Player, Women's Player, Women's Young Player. It is well and truly award season and we can argue about it all as well as looking back on the weekend's biggest talking points on Monday night from 6. Make sure you join us. And in the meantime, there can be no better plan on a Saturday night like this when the sun is shining to sit outside and listen to George Bowie on the GBX. That's up next.